Hola mis amigos, we are here in Cancun, Mexico, donde el hace calor, la playa es muy bonita y el cervezo es barato. <laughs> Super excited for you to tune in to this week's episode. I just listened to the recording so it was fresh for me and I am always blown away by our guest. I saw him for the first time perform on stage at Canada's largest inspirational speaking contest, Speaker Slam, where he knocked it out of the park, blew everyone's socks off, came first place. And we really dive into the story he tells at that event. We talk in this episode about what it feels like to lose everything, your business, your health, and your identity. Almost overnight, my guest was diagnosed with a very rare neurological condition that impacted his ability to walk and talk. And like I said, his whole life seemed to fall apart right in front of his eyes. We get into how important it is for you, especially when you're struggling, to surround yourself with pillars of community and family and people that love you because not only do they have the capacity to help turn your life around, but they want to. They want to be generous. They want to contribute to you. They want to see you flourish. And finally, we get into um, his new book, and he is now an author, and his book was a bestseller on Amazon. It is now in Barnes and Nobles and a couple other bookstores. So super excited to, uh, you know, get the skinny on his book, Crash and Rise: The Diaries of the Unbalanced Paddleboarder. Please enjoy this conversation with my good friend Mike Shorman. Oh, just. Just lock and load. Yeah, just trust that it's gonna work yeah. out how it's gonna work out. You're gonna get what you're gonna get, and you're not gonna get what you're not what you what you didn't get. Yeah. Um, it reminds Absolutely. me of Jim. Reminds me of Jim Rohn. He always talked about training people in in like a leadership capacity. He's like, if you need to mm -hmm. train your people a lot, you got the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, don't send your don't send your don't ducks to Eagle School. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, man. So this is the Circle Up podcast. This is where we talk about mental health, masculinity, community. And I'm excited to have one of my brothers, a good friend, someone who is one of the most generous and kind people I know. You can see him all over social media, sharing positivity, empowering people. And that is none other than the man with the board, Mike Shorman. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. Nice to see you again. You too. I'm good. I'm good. How are you keeping? Excellent. Excellent. We were talking a little yeah, bit about reti retirement before uh, the interview started. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I think you've got a little bit more of a chaotic lifestyle, a little bit more, um, you know, whirlwinds going on for yourself. It's uh, yeah, it's um, it's a very productive for, for me anyways, it's a very productive time. So I, I feel very fortunate and, and lucky in in that um but it's yeah it's an exciting time a lot of things going on right now um just trying to stay busy 
Yeah, from my perspective, it just seems to me like win after win after win after win. And we did a little bit of an intro prior to this podcast. But again, for those that don't know you, you were on the global news, your speaker slam winner. Um, one of the, I think, one of the best written speeches that I have ever seen on that stage. And knowing how good you are at writing, when you reached out to me and said, hey, man, would you take a look at one of the speeches I wrote? That was a huge honor for me. So I, I, loved, uh, I loved taking no. a look at that speech. So I appreciate no, the fact. I appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. And you were such a huge help. And thank you. Thankful. Um, you're, you're amazing and so generous. No problem. I'm I'm in the same boat right now. I got a speaker slam speech coming up October 13th. So I uh, theme theme family. I got my roommate Ian looking at it. I got a public speaking mentor Ryan McGurr looking at it. I got a couple other friends awesome. who, are, who are good writers. Maybe I'll send it your way and give awesome. me feedback. You're, definitely, you're definitely. the man with and, uh, and, the imagery and, and the puns. And um and I'll be seeing you October 13th because yes. I'm also I'm also filming something myself that day. So okay. uh, hopefully I'll uh, I'll I'll be there to, I'll be there to support you and to to watch you shine, buddy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. And I think uh, appreciate it. Um, one of the best ways I think to start off the show is uh, to get the crowd to know you a little bit better. We like to do it with a check-in on this show. So what I'll do is I'll just demonstrate. We'll do um, your last name, where you're checking in at from a scale to one to 10. And then let me ask you a check-in question and say, what's your favorite quote? And I'll start us off by saying, Andrew's checking in at a 10 because I'm seeing your beautiful face, man. And the... My favorite quote, um, one of them by far is a Jim Rohn quote. I've spoke about it on speeches in the past. It's, you can't change the destination of your life overnight, but you can change your direction. I, I like to remind that. myself of that all the time. I even, I have a, a men's circle and I called myself out last week and I said, hey man, like I've been smoking too much weed lately. And if I keep doing this every day, I'm going to wake up in a month. I'm going to wake up in three months and I'm not going to like where I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be in deep water. I know that's a, yeah. you know, we could talk about deep water today, all, uh, all this podcast, but. Uh, Analogies. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where I, where I found myself. So I just decided, you know, let me call myself out in front of that group, change the direction. And now yeah. I can, I can um, hopefully be in a better place a month from now, three months from now. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. how about you? Uh, Storman, like the seashore mm -hmm. and then man, um, Storman, I would say today I'm somewhere between, I'd say I'm like a seven and a half, um, I, I feel like weather weather affects me um, in a huge way, and and there's a shift. Um, so today I'm just kind of like, uh, but I, I I'm I'm good, I'm good. Um, favorite quotes. Um, I love live and let live. Um, because it's um, inclusive and it's acceptance and um and that's where i try to come from a place of so i that's the one that's coming to me right now um if i wasn't being put on the spot i'd, I'd come up with a whole bunch of them but that's the one that just comes to me right now um, that's what i'm that's so, what we're looking for live and let live yeah 
yeah yeah beautiful thank you so. appreciate that and uh, speaking of living you have a very interesting journey inspiring journey um, full of adversity and i feel like um when i mentioned that the speech was very inspiring i i'm not there's no hyperbole in that it was, it was genuinely the hero's journey and um you know i would love to be as strong of a storyteller and communicator as you i think one of the things you do so well is paint imagery and an image that i think we could paint for the audience is there was a moment in time in your life where you were many years in your stand-up paddleboarding career Mm -hmm. um, you know, seven, eight years in. And you said one of the favorite things that you would do in your business is you would take people out on the water and it'd be on the skyline and you would just finish your lessons. Everyone's excited about uh, all the learning they did. They feel empowered being on the water. They're finally comfortable. You turn their back to the skyline. You got the planes flying in the distance, the sun setting, and you're ready to finally snap that glory shot of them um, in the background. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, how did you get there? Why, why stand up paddleboarding? What was the the background that inspired you to to want to go down that path? Um, so I started uh, paddleboarding about twelve years ago, and it was on. It was just by chance. It was on a random. Um, I was I was with somebody at the time, and and we uh, we thought it would be a fun date night, and and, and yeah. And nice. we took a and we took a lesson, um, and I was terrible. I was really really bad. <laughs> um, we did like an hour lesson, and I think I spent like forty forty five minutes in the water. It was it was it was rough, but uh, I loved. Got it. a good fifteen and minutes there on the board. <laughs> got a good fifth. Got a good fifteen minutes. Um, and um, and you know then then it just became this this new part of me it became part of my um identity it became you know a hobby and and then i decided at one point um i there was a very pivotal moment where i decided i wanted to turn it into a profession and i wanted to do this for a living and um and this that that's a whole story that's it, it's, it's a pretty cool story um, and I'll, sh I'll share that with you some other time, but, um, but no, I, I decided that I was going to, you know, make a, a career out of this and, and I wanted to create something beautiful. Um, what I saw inspired, inspired me to, to do this professionally. And I thought, you know, the Toronto waterfront's just so beautiful. Like yes. I want to create an experience. Um, and when you have the sunset and the planes and the skyline and, you know, like that's an experience. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do, I wanted to do something um, with paddleboarding. Like I, I wanted it to be, you know, sports and, and paddleboarding, but I wanted it to be art. And I wanted to send people home with spectacular photos and, and, and create this thing that, you know, they wouldn't forget. Um, so yeah, it was um, a very, uh, a very cool part of my life that, um, that I'm, you know, grateful for. So. How many years did you spend uh, coaching paddleboarding, taking people through that experience? So professionally, I was going into my third when um, when it was derailed. Um, 
so I had actually just got back from, so like the, like, um, so we open in this, like paddleboard businesses open up in the spring in Toronto and, and that's when I'd open and we'd shut down in the fall. Um, and at the end of my um, second season, I actually traveled out to California to partner uh, to set up a business partnership with uh, somebody who also specialized in sunset paddleboarding. Like Sweet. I did daytime too, daytime as well, but I also like sunsets were the big hot ticket item. And, um, and I, I went out to California and, and, you know, we were, I was going to, you know, run, run retreats out there and, and, and I was trying to position it so that I could be out there, you know, two months in the spring and two months in the fall um, so that I could extend my season even, even longer. Yeah. Um, I'm trying and to then I came home 10 days. Same thing right now. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to do that same it, thing right now where I live in Toronto for the summer and then live south for the, for the winter and get that same experience. Yeah. Yeah. You said you, you came home. Uh, I think it's I think it's important to kind of paint this picture for people because a lot of people have these experiences in the news of their life where they feel like they're building towards something, right? Mm -hmm. they, they're put they're laying foundation, they're laying bricks, they're, they're investing their time, they're investing their energy, they're getting their heart in the game, they're building the right relationships. And then mm -hmm. things don't turn out the way that they planned them to turn out. Uh, and their whole life almost seems like it, you know, they, they, uh, yeah. you described it as your lungs filling up with water and you couldn't breathe. Yeah. What was yeah, that no. Like? Um, yeah, so I, I came home from that trip at the end of October that year. Um, and, you know, within like, what, like, I don't know, two weeks, I, um, like, everything changed. Um, and, and, uh, I developed a very sudden neurological condition um, causing me to lose my sense of balance and, and, you know, like things like, uh, like my face collapsed on the right side, um, speech and vision problems, vertigo. Um, and I went from like athlete and entrepreneur to not being able to walk, doctoring, I will never paddleboard ever again, losing my business, my identity, my independence. Um, and, um, and yeah, it felt like I was, it felt like I was drowning on, on land. <laughs> um, every appointment that I'd go to was even more defeating than the last one and it was just building 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 and and my level for my mental health where I was um like this happened in very early November and and Christmas Christmas that year was really hard it was really dark um and um and and then I, I just went through the winter and um you know losing losing what you what you built is um is hard for you know it, it can be devastating for people um but additionally it wasn't just the it wasn't just the business i was extremely isolated um i felt like i looked like a monster in the mirror um and I was unrecognizable. 
um, and and my social life and and yeah, it it just all all seemed very different very very quickly, and it was very hard to navigate. My my heart goes out for you, man. Like you're so you're such a such a soldier, such a trooper. Um, you know, it's a it as you've described, it's rare. Um, it impacted your nerves in the cranial nerves, and so you could like I I remember listening to your speaker slam speech, and it sounded like you were just getting your your words back. Um, and you can yeah. see you know, your face today is different than it was. Like your face looks like it's starting to to get some of the expression back in it. And your face was it was um, yeah. you know you know if, like you said uh, drooping a little bit and collapsed. Um, and then yeah. your balance, you were literally you were literally uh, shaking and wobbling um, as if you were on quicksand. Like the the ground was moving on your speaker slam speech. And and although it added emphasis for the speech, I'm just like. I'm so happy to see the progress that you've made, uh, the journey you. you've gone on. But like, you're such a trooper, man, such a soldier. So um, I'm glad. I'm no, glad you're feeling, um, feeling good. It's amazing um, the progress that that has made, and a lot of that's due to like with the balance. A lot of that was due to like when I did that speaker slam. I was I was still in physiotherapy. I still do physiotherapy exercises today. So I do like a lot of exercises where I move my head back and forth and up and down. Um, if I do it too fast, I get really, yeah. uh, really dizzy. Um, but things like, you know, going through tunnels and going downstairs and, and unpaved surfaces is, is hard. And, and when the weather changes, it actually really affects me physically. Um, and being on the water does, but, um, but physically, you know, I, I have improved a lot in the, in since last August, there's still a long way to go and, and there are bad moments and good days and there are bad days. And, yeah. and that goes for my physical and for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of tr- like, like I could be having a great day with my physical health and, and I could have a bad moment with my mental health like it like it's there's so much going on that you just try to um you know push through and um and do what you can and and whatever you can't do well you'll you'll do it tomorrow and um and yeah so, I want to I want to talk a little bit about uh, coping strategies, how you take care of your mental health. You're part of a lot of mental health communities. I know you're wearing a shirt right now that says this is what a mental health advocate looks like, which is a Jack the Roar branded shirt, which is a charity that I absolutely freaking love. Love those people yeah. like family to me. I want to get there. Um, I think that you know what I want to what I want to talk about in the the interim is we have a, s- a saying in our men's circle where the number one goal of a man should become self sufficient. Um, and I could see how. Uh-huh. When you when you went through that experience, you lost a lot of your independence. You described in your speech literally having to shower with shorts on because you were, you know, yeah. if you fell or hurt yourself or you, you know, you, you couldn't really take care of yourself in that respect. What was it like um, not being able to to really rely on yourself in that in that sense? Or how did you, how do you think about or feel about that experience you went through? Um so to lose your ability to take care of yourself when you've gone from being very independent, um, very self-assured and confident and, and to lose all of that overnight, 
um, was shocking for most people in my life to see. Like I think, um, like, like my, like people had to warn people um, about what they were going to see when they saw me, um, and and um, and yeah, like coping, like losing losing all of that was um, emotionally pressing. I wasn't coping um, and I shut down. I didn't really, a big part of that, of, of the condition that I have is exhaustion, um, especially then when I was right in the, in the thick of it. Of it. Um, like I'd wake up at, 10 and I'd have to have a nap by 10 45 um and and you know I'd sleep till till two and then I'd be up till five and then I'd have another nap um and but when you're awake you're in tears and devastated <laughs> that this is your life now and um and I wasn't coping I wasn't I wasn't coping. So, so part of that for me was like, like how, how I flipped that was finding proper supports. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, well, fortunately I did. Um, unfortunately, like it, it took a long, it took a long time. It took, you know, six months really to, to start leaning on uh, community um joining groups of people who were also going through what i was going through um until i started looking for you know a mentor um it's crazy and i talk about this in my book but um but i i was i was sitting one day and i started um I was like, I need to normalize this. I need to find somebody who I recognize who has what I have so I don't feel alone. So I literally Googled Ramsey Hunt syndrome, famous people, press send. And I was just like, it could be Jared, the subway guy. I don't care who it is. <laughs> like, like, I just need to know that there's one other person out there. And I did. I found, I found like three people and I reached out to, to all of them. Um, and, and one of them reached out to me and, um, and it's, it's a huge part of my book who upcoming book, who, who that is, but he's, he's pretty mega. Um, and he's, you know, he's been a huge support, um, for me and, um, and, and yeah, just becoming, um, leaning on friends and and you know going to to appointments and talking about things and and writing writing was a huge thing for me um uh, with i felt it was very cathartic mm. and um a huge uh way of like even when i did that speaker slam speech um back in last august um like I was still very much in it. Um, I could get up on and do that speech today and it would sound totally different because I'm not in the same pain. It's painful when I talk about it sometimes, but it's not the same pain. Um, and 
and maybe that's why it got such a huge reaction because um because you could see you could see that like my voice cracked my voice cracked when i when i did it um and my my voice doesn't crack when i talk about it these days i want to i want to talk about your book crash and rise a little bit um (laughs) before that one last thing it sounds to me like because I'm just, you know, people are listening and, the, and everyone goes through adversity. And one of the quotes that you used is that everyone's tsunami looks different. Yeah. Right? Everyone's tsunami looks different. And I'm just wondering how much, of, how much did asking for help change the way that you experienced what you were going through, if at all? Um, because one of the, the major pillars of our work at Circle Up in our men's circles is not being afraid to ask for help, not being a lone wolf, um, accepting the fact that you don't have to do everything alone. And in fact, the people that surround you that love you will mm-hmm. get a lot of benefit personally out of being generous to you. So I'm wondering, uh, you mentioned community. How did asking for help, if at all, support um, getting through the experience that you had? Yeah. So, um, so like I actually talk about it in crash and rise um and i didn't ask for help um i was given an ultimatum um by my it got got to the point where i was given an ultimatum by my family and they said like you need you need help like you need to go and you need to go and talk to somebody um because we can't it, it got to the point where you know they couldn't do it anymore um remember how long that was was that a couple weeks couple months um so i went i went to stay for a week um and and it was the best thing that i ever did um it set me on a path i was already seeing um a psychologist at that point um but you know seeing a psychologist for for once a week or versus going to a crisis center for like a week where like you've you're there like that's your um that's what you're there to do um and it also removed me from the situation that i was in um which was being at home being how i was um and sometimes we need to remove ourselves from the from our current situations to get perspective and to get clarity um and so i came out of there with additional supports so i was not only seeing psychologists i was also seeing um like a community um social worker counselor um mental health counselor and we would like i would i'd have my appointments like at the hospital and then I'd also go and meet her um, and talk about how I was feeling and and stuff like that. And and we'd just meet in a coffee shop once a week. Um, and and that was a huge support. That was that was mega. Doesn't just stop during a crisis. Like it, my mental health is an ongoing thing. Um, and and I think that's something that people need to mental health can hit anybody at any time um and and it's an on you know it's an ongoing journey yeah so every everybody has it we just we don't tend to notice it until there's a change right once it once it changes and and even if even if there is a change let's say as an example you know i stop showering 
or I stop taking care of my hygiene, um, yeah. which, which is a, a huge external sign and symptom for yourself and friends and family that they can pay attention to when you stop taking care of your, your physical uh, well-being. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even, even when stuff like that happens, it doesn't necessarily wake us up and say, okay, I need to ask for help. I need to get support. Um, but it, it should, and it can. So for those listening, that's yeah. something to keep in mind. I'm glad that you had professionals in your life to help take care of you there. There's such a stigma around seeking support, um, getting professional care. And that's part of the conversation that we have with men in circle up is everybody has mental health. Everyone has the capacity to struggle and be in crisis. And there is no need. Uh, it, it's, it's needless to try to take it on, on your own, um, bring it to the community, bring it to professionals. They will support you through it. And uh, you will be stronger as a result of that rather than trying to hide it. Um, so, yeah. Something that, that hides just builds pressure before it blows up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and I think that's what, you know, crash and rise is about is, is when you fall, um, having, having the strength, having the spirit, having the energy to get back up. So can you tell me a little bit about, um, wh what, what inspired you to want to start writing and then a little bit about what that experience was like, maybe one of the one or two highlights or one or two stories from that book, just to tease people, uh, get a little, sure. get a little curiosity building so we can plug the book later on in the show. Yeah, awesome. So, so yeah, so question rise um, diaries of the unbalanced paddleboarder. It's crazy. It's crazy when the media starts calling you the unbalanced paddleboarder. That's funny. <laughs> like it's yeah. like, well, I guess it's going on the book. Yeah. If fate, um, if fate doesn't make you laugh, then you don't get the joke. Yeah. And here you are unbalanced yeah. paddleboard, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um. So no, it's it's been a crazy a crazy ride. Um. No. So like you know, writing the book has been such um like I thought writing a six minute speech was hard like this was this was so it was it was hard and it was Tell fun it. and it was and it was just you know it's it's a you know it's a combination of so many stories um with um lessons that I've learned from where I went um in different parts of, of my life um and 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 you know what i took from them and i think you know people people some people have have read early advanced copies and what we're what we're getting back is is that you know this book isn't this book is going to be you know for for people who who have been through been through crisis situations and and have been through mental health thing challenges and and chronic conditions and and you know things that um that are challenging and it will you know it's it's designed to be like a life raft um to grab onto um through you know storytelling and through um you know, lessons, and um, and I hope people enjoy it. One and of pun, my and puns, I'm sure puns and analogies. <gasps> you know what? I left <laughs> puns out. I left no. puns out. Just I did. I did. So so I I am known for my puns, um, but I tend to do puns on social media, and and I think that there's. Um, there's a place for, place for a good pun. Um, and, and no, like 
like the like the content of this book is is serious. Um, mm. I do break it up. I do use a lot of humor. Um, there's a lot of pop culture references um, to make it um, more digestible, relatable, and yeah. so that you know, you know, like we all, yeah. So like, um, yeah, like there's a scene in it where where I get saved by a woman in India, um, and I describe it as you know, she's, she's like my Baywatch lifeguard, like running towards me, like to save me, like in my time time. of need. Um, um, yeah, no, um, no, it's a real journey, journey story. And, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to people, you know, you know, helping, helping, and um buy the book <laughs> we're, we're looking forward to people buying it reading it and uh, sharing that sh- yeah, get the book <laughs> get the book That's yeah excellent. no do, do you no, mind sharing? i never I, sorry go ahead i never thought i would do a book ever like this is mind-blowing mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, you can't connect the dots until until you're in it you tell you right in the middle of it. Yeah. Like a lot of people, a lot of people are wondering what what to do with their life. Um, I think people should be thinking about what to do with today, how to enjoy now, how to enjoy this yeah. experience. Because if you yeah. put everything that you have into this experience right now, and have fun with it, and enjoy it, and dance with it, you will be amazed and never be able to expect. Like yeah. Mike, who's got a book coming up. Do you mind sharing what you hope to be the biggest takeaway? from Crash and Rise uh, on the other side of this journey? Yeah, um, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. That um, what is going on with you today is not gonna be going on with you tomorrow exactly. It might be similar, but it's not going to be the exact same. And where you are right now doesn't have to be where you are six months from now, next week, next year. Um, and that, that, you know, life is a series of peaks and valleys. Um, and just because I'm on a rise right now doesn't mean that I'm always going to be on that rise. Sure. Um, and and there are going to be hard moments yet to come for me, for you, for for anyone. Um, but whatever crisis you are in, or whatever you are facing, whether it's a traumatic breakup, whether it's an illness, whether it's you just got fired from your job, you are going to get you're going to get through this. That's beautiful. It reminds me of a mutual friend of ours, Jose Peranian, who's also- I love uh, that dude. I love him. <laughs> me, me too, man. He's a speaker slam champion like you. He actually won the grand slam uh, as well. He, I came second to Jose. So we have, a, we have a close relationship and I always remember him beating me there. But one of the quotes that I always remember him sharing is uh, from a Toastmasters meeting back in 2016. I literally had to write it down because I thought it was so funny how he said it. He said- the great philosopher Nelly Furtado once sang, um, all good things come to an end. Yeah. And uh, he yeah. said, if I was to rewrite that, I would say, 
all things come to an end. So like you're saying, yeah. theories of peaks yeah. and valleys, what you're going through isn't permanent. You're yeah. going to be able to get through it. Um, and, you know, yeah. even if you're even if you're feeling great and amazing right now, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the case. Tomorrow. Yeah, I was talking to um, like one of my mentors is um, like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you have a mentor. Um, I, okay. I, I have I, I have a few. Um, I think I think it, I think it's great to have a few like a, a select group. Um, and I was talking to one of mine, the great Gina Hatsis. Um, the too much woman. Too much and, woman. And um, and she messaged me just the other day, and and she said, um, "Enjoy this ride that you are on right now, because like appreciate it, like mm. stay in it, um, because you know nothing in life is." is per is is permanent nothing mm. stays the same and that and that's kind of the message of the book that it's always ongoing um and it, it was just nice to to get some grounding and to 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 hear that to just um yeah pretty cool yeah. You're like, yeah, Mike, remember, make sure you can get your head through the door later today. <laughs> I know. Enjoy it. Thanks, Enjoy. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> He's such a phenomenal storyteller and writer. So I um, mean, brilliant. We've, you know, if yeah. you're, if you're, if you're plugged into this show and you're excited about the idea of checking out speaker slams and inspirational speaking competition, it brings together some of the best communicators that I've ever met in my entire life. So it's a great place to go find um, inspiration and mentors. Jose Pranian, like I said, if you go to YouTube, look up his, uh, his, his speeches. He's phenomenal. Mike's speeches up on YouTube. So Gina, good. Gina, too much woman is on YouTube. There's just some great speeches. Yeah. 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 Uh, one last, and, one and last they're thing. all, and they're all, they're all on different things. Right. So I, it's interesting like you could go like down the rabbit hole like the like the speaker slam rabbit hole and and spend an evening like easily like it's so entertaining (laughs) and find and find so like you said every tsunami is different it looks different for everyone but it's so relatable because we're going to experience adversity and if we have faith and we have community and we ask yeah. for help and we surround ourselves with the right people, um, we can get through it. We can. We can. Yeah. We can. Get through it. We, can yeah. we can crash and we can rise. And rise. Paddles up, baby. One, one last thing I want to talk about, and I will let you get back to your evening. I will, I will see you on Saturday. You've got a fundraiser going on with Jack.org. Um, is the fundraiser called Paddles Up, or what's it called? Yeah, so last year when I won Speaker Slam, um, no, previously to that, um, some of my clients, some of my former clients said, Mike, we'd love to go out paddleboarding with you at the end of the summer. And at that point, I was just standing up again on the paddleboard for, you know, two, two, three minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really wobbly. And, um, and I said, yeah, I, like, you know, doctors have said, like, this isn't going to happen. So, so, so like, we'll see. And then, it, and then, you know, two, three minutes became, you know, f- four minutes became five minutes became seven minutes. Okay, and go. then I went and then, and then I won speaker slam and, Ooh. and I thought, no, I want to party. I want to have a big party. I want to yeah. see everybody. I want to do this. So I said to them, okay, let's do, 
let's do a paddles up event. Like, like let's just, you know, see who wants to come. And I just thought it was going to be like me and them. And then it turned into like 75 people from all over Ontario came out to go Damn. paddle boarding and, and do paddle and do paddles up like in front of like the skyline. And we had smoke bombs and, and it just became like this really cool way to shut down summer. And, um, and then, and then I got involved with jack.org um, and I believed in their messaging and I believed in, you know, who they are. I'm wearing a jack.org shirt tonight. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell us why you love jack.org so much because they are my favorite charity in the whole world. Yeah. So I just really feel that the future is, is youth um, and, and you, and, you know, how we make significant changes starts with youth now. Um, so like I, I'm too old, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but like, what I can do is I can point, point people in that direction. Um, and, and what Jack does is, you know, youth involvement and, and, you know, going into communities and, and all of that. And it, and it's pretty cool. So, so I started, you know, getting involved with them and, and becoming like, um, an advocate for them. And, and then I, and I thought, you know, I want to do the second annual paddles up at the end of the summer. And I want to turn this into an actual event we're all like, I want to turn this into a fundraising event and all the money just goes to jack.org. Um, mm. And, and I, you know, good place for it. had several meetings with them and, and they've been brilliant. Like they set up the website, they did everything. Like, like I just had to give them, give them all the information and, 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 and yeah. So so it's uh, we set it up so that it's um, international paddles updates. Like when when my when my speech went viral, like people put up their paddles and tagged paddles up all over the world. Like it was crazy. So so we've uh, we've so we've made it international paddles updates so that people can you know participate wherever they are um, for free. Um, and then if you register to come to the Toronto event, there, there is a, there is a, a, um, an enter an entrance fee and, and that goes directly to jack.org. But the amazing thing is that like the paddleboard companies that are providing the paddleboards, like we, like there's a registration fee and then there's a board rental fee. Um, like the Toronto paddleboard companies that are participating next weekend, um, they've, they've now said to me, like, Mike, like we're, we're giving, were tell jack.org just to keep it like wow. like they're in like they're in like it's so wow. cool like it's um it's Good pretty you, special so I'm proud of you proud of you man thank you fundraising in a pandemic is 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 tricky but it's I hear it's, you. Re it's rewarding and it's it's pretty special so i, I, so I, I, I hear you man <laughs> so saturday will be a fun day and um and hopefully, you know, everybody comes out and has a good time and, um, and, you know, it's a day of awareness, right? So, so it's pretty cool. And um, I'm, I'm lucky to be in a position where I can use my voice and, and, um, and, you know, do some good. 
Hey man, I think you're doing great in the world. And I, I hear you with the fundraising. When we started Circle Up, it was in February. February 28th was the beginning. And we were trying to raise money for our higher purpose project, which was raising money yeah. for youth mental health with Jack.org all the way up to the end of April. And so through the entire beginning of the pandemic, people were losing their jobs left, right, and center. Yeah. I lost my job and we were just doing our best to try to... Um, to do what was do what was meaningful to do what we knew to be right yeah. to, to yeah. put our our money and our action where our mouth was so i'm 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 yeah. happy to see and i'm proud that i'm associated with you that you're going out there and making a difference and i want to leave our audience on a final <laughs> note about Thank saying you. yes to yourself what does saying yes to yourself mean oh so so when when everything happened with me. I don't say to me because um, that's a, like, I don't think that everything happened to me. Like it, like it happened with me, but it, it's a, it, that's a mental thing. When everything happened, um, you know, I, lo I lost my confidence. I lost my self-esteem. I, I, I didn't think that I was good enough, that I was worthy, that I was, um, like I, I lost my power um and 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 i stopped believing in myself and um and a big part of my speech that i did was um it was you know it was called i said yes um and it's about saying yes to yourself when you don't think you can and how every yes that you do leads to your next yes so my first yes was saying yes to going to get mental health treatment. Um, and that yes led to me getting back on a paddleboard or, or saying yes to going to an event which had paddleboards. Mm -hmm. And that yes led me to getting on a paddleboard. And that yes led me to Speaker Slam, which led me to you. Haha. <laughs> um, and to eventually to where, we, where, where we are today. Um, yeah. changing so, the world man you really are thank you very much you are too you inspire me and and so many others and um and you're pretty cool kick <laughs> dude thanks man i appreciate it yeah. so i no i want to encourage everyone that's listening to take that first step say yes to yourself like uh like mike and i have in the past and if that is reaching out for mental health support um, we encourage you to do that because you deserve it and no problem is too big no problem is too small and there is always somebody that's there to listen there's always someone that's there to care that's what circle up's about um, i think that's what the paddles up movement's about and so thank you for being an inspiration my friend uh, thank you for being on the show is there anything else you'd like to say no, just um, thank you so much for having me. And um, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Saturday. Paddles up, baby. Paddles up, buddy. <laughs>